This is D2C Journey. We talk to innovative e-commerce leaders driving the growth of exceptional D2C brands. We dive deep into their stories to bring you powerful perspectives and actionable insights so you can build a more successful e-commerce business. Keep up with us at d2cjourney.com. Let's get started. This podcast is sponsored by Reviews.io. Reviews.io have created a platform that helps businesses gain insight, build trust, and manage their reputation through the power of review collection and management. Reviews and user-generated content needn't be costly or difficult to manage, which is why Reviews.io created the most feature-rich and cost-effective Google-licensed review platform on the market. Reviews.io makes it simple for customers to review the product and the company, whilst giving you all of the benefits of review collection, including Google Stars, seller ratings, improved customer trust, more website traffic, and higher conversion rates. Find out more about what reviews can do for your business at www.reviews.io. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, James Lane, and my guest today is Victoria Coffey, head of e-commerce at Northern Monk Brewery. Tori and her team have worked hard to bring Northern Monk to the masses, shipping orders nationwide while building the direct-to-consumer brand. Without any form of paid marketing, they have grown to over 50,000 customers in the UK, and they're still growing, maximizing every beer launch and always listening to their customers' needs. Tori has been instrumental in growing Northern Monk's loyal customer base, whom they're committed to offering the best beer experience possible, from first click to the delivery of goods. Tori, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Cool. So our first question that we ask every guest is, how would you describe where Northern Monk are on their D2C journey right now? Yeah, I think with anything really in e-commerce, you're constantly on a learning curve, like the capabilities of technology, customer experiences, the macro environment, obviously we're seeing at the minute, and really everything is constantly changing and evolving. So we just pivot to that. I think in answer to the question, we are in a position, we know now that what works for us, we know what our customers enjoy, and we've got the foundations right now we just want to continue our journey and prove as we go. So I would say we've kind of got the basics, we've got our foundations, we know what works, but we want to continue and obviously learn as we go and just keep pivoting to this new environment. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And yeah, I guess that's uh, it's changed probably, I would imagine, since you started. So you joined Northern Monk in 2021 um, during the height, obviously, of COVID and, and the e-commerce boom that was happening at the time. Now that we've come out the other side of the pandemic and things are returning to normal, have you noticed a change in your customers' shopping habits and and how have you reacted to uh, retain them? Yeah, there's definitely been a change. We kind of have two sides of our e-commerce world at Northern Monk. So we have our one-off orders that are just, you know, orders coming in and then we have our subscriptions as well. And we have noticed a change in shopping habits across both. you know, I'll probably get into the subscriptions a little bit more later. But in terms of the one-off orders, definitely, I think customers are putting a bit more thought into what they're purchasing. You know, maybe not just not as many frequent orders, but potentially bigger one-off orders less often. So, you know, we've tried to move around that and kind of put things together in a way that works better for them. So introducing more bundles and putting things like we would have always had bundles but putting more things into bundles and making it a bit easier for customers to shop in the way that we can see they have been doing in the data 
yeah, just trying to really pivot to what they're doing. There's definitely been a change. Um, we, we always try to link the launches and campaigns so that it's in line with what the customers are doing and when they're purchasing. So we changed around our um, launch days. We change around things. You know, we're always looking at our data and kind of moving to what they're looking for, really. Awesome. Okay, so loyalty and retention then plays a big part in your online strategy with your patron subscriptions. Can you talk us through a little bit what that membership looks like and um, what you've done to create value for your customers so that you can compete with the supermarkets uh, that they might otherwise be going to? Yeah, so even just in the time that I've worked at Northern Monk, we've changed them three times. We've gone from having multiple boxes, we've gone from having one box, we've gone from different offerings within the boxes. And the most recent change we made in January was just to make it a smaller box. We've also changed the pricing and reduced that down a bit just to make it a bit more accessible for people, obviously with the current climate that's happening, but also just to make sure that people aren't, you know, maybe they're getting more of what they're looking for I suppose so currently it's a six beer bundle that arrives monthly and they there's no repetition in the box it's always individual unique beers but alongside that we have well first of all we have a Facebook group where people who are subscribers can join and then they all discuss the beers together discuss what they're enjoying maybe also suggest improvements which we do pay attention to and we do take on board which is again why we've made changes to the boxes in the past but we also offer kind of USPs for those customers. So they get a discount across the website, but they also get access to a patron store where they get kind of first dibs on some releases that we do. They get early access to different products such as merch that we might launch specifically for patrons. So there's quite a few little bits and pieces that go alongside it, but also gives them the confidence that, for example, you know, in the month of March already, we've had two or three beers sell out within days of its launch but those customers know they're definitely getting it anyway because it will be in their boxes so it's a guarantee you're getting the box it's it's the added extras that go alongside it but also the community aspect is quite important with that as well mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i've ever heard of a uh, of a kind of facebook community coming with the uh coming with the subscription plan <laughs> i think that's a, a really cool thing to do yeah, they seem to enjoy it. And we, you know, it's a good way for us to get feedback as well, because sometimes, you know, we obviously have a lot going on all the time. So sometimes I think people can miss bits and pieces. So it's also somewhere we can post events that might be happening. Or we also do occasionally have patrons only beer tastings if we're launching a new beer or just having one of our Northern Monk staff going through a beer tasting with them and taking them through different, like what we, what the thought was behind the beer, what we were going for, what it can be compared to etc and you know just brings everyone together on a different level not just yeah we all buy this box and that's it that's awesome that's yeah it's definitely so much more than just a uh, a box in in the post every couple of weeks um it's loads of added value there and, and definitely some some good tips there for people who might be listening Awesome. Okay. So Northern Monk has grown and continues to grow without the help of any paid marketing whatsoever. Can you tell us about some of the strategies that you use to build brand awareness? Yeah. So craft beer, I think, obviously I've worked in e-commerce for quite a while now, but craft beer is a different landscape to other e-commerce markets that I've worked in before in that there's a lot of product recommendations between customers you know they're always talking to each other they're always kind of recommending things based on another beer they might have tried so I would say it's a very social product you know there's a lot of kind of camaraderie in it and 
Northern Monk has a really, really loyal customer base, which we're really grateful for. It gives us a lot of feedback for building the brand, but also in terms of what we're doing right and what we could improve on. And so we put a lot of effort in taking that feedback on board in terms of what I said, obviously, about the patrons group, but also just in general, we get a lot of feedback via email and social channels um, on things they've enjoyed, but also things that they'd be interested in us looking into or things they've enjoyed before that maybe we could look at bringing back. So we have built our patron society to build on that customer collaboration, but we also have a strong marketing team who kind of take this feedback on board. And then anything that's been successful in the past, we'll build on that and build on that. I really try to keep that growth going. In terms of the strategies in the past, we've obviously had quite a few different collaborations. We tend to reach out to local businesses, local artists, basically anybody um, who is creating things themselves that we want to help promote. And, you know, that tends to help build the brand, but also it helps those artists etc that we've worked with and just keeps it all going and I think especially this year we've started to launch um, customer collaboration beers which we've done it with bottle shops local restaurants things like that and they've gone really well because you know there is an awareness that hospitality is struggling at the minute and it's about helping each other out and that's what we really try to do and I think that that that's appreciated but also it works for both sides and I think everyone's just enjoying that to be honest. Definitely. I, I, I've seen some of the stuff that you've done with artists and I think it's um, it's great. I, I saw the one with um, Simpson artists. Yeah, um, yeah. Was, they're really good. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, it's a clever way of kind of bringing together or, you know, bringing over maybe a fan base from something else kind of into the Northern Monk experience and kind of capitalizing on that a little bit. So... How does Northern Monk approach creating a brand experience for its audience? And can you provide an example of how this has been successful? Yeah, so we have had quite a few launches where we've really tried to launch that experience side of things alongside the product. So we've done collabs alongside the likes of Ron Seal. We launched two beers with them. Um, we did Seabrook's Cheese and Onion and Prawn Cocktail flavoured beers, which I think will probably go down in history. They still get brought up every day. So just that whole thing not only creates that brand experience, but it, it creates that customer awareness as well. Because although people are like, mm, I don't know if that's going to work, they want to try it. It and you know it kind of gets our product into other people's hands but also just last year we launched trick-or-treat beers for Halloween so on the web shop we launched it was essentially one beer but it had two different flavors and you got what you got basically if you ordered two you did get one of each but it was two flavors on the web shop so it created a bit more of an immersive experience for customers you know trying to guess which one was which they were all talking in the Facebook group trying to figure out which one was which and who had what beer so we do try to bring the customer experience to life when we're doing those kind of releases and they're not our main focus you know they're not our main strategic focus but we have fun doing them they get the brand name out there people enjoy it it's something to talk about and we do get a really good response with those Mm -hmm. definitely I'm gonna have to try uh try those uh (laughs) prawn cocktail flavored uh flavored beers at some point that sounds a very uh very interesting. Yeah. Awesome. So email marketing then also plays a big part of your strategy. How do you use effective segmentation within Clavio to engage your customers and boost your retention? Yeah. So email marketing, I think, is probably the key for us alongside social media. But as you mentioned earlier, we don't have paid marketing online. So 
it's super important for us. We have, a, like I said, we have a really loyal customer base. So they're very engaged with what we're doing. And email marketing is a really good way of us to reach out to them directly. And with Clavio, obviously the segmentation makes that even better, even more personalized. So I think for us, it's really because we have essentially one product, if you could break it down to that. But within that, you know, we have different beer styles, different patrons, for example, different types. So we have our old flax store series. We have our patrons projects. We have just various different styles, but also different kind of projects that we run. And so I tend to break it down into different ways. You know, for example, there's some people that maybe don't appreciate sour beers as much as others. So I would potentially break it down to say, right, people that never buy a sour beer, don't include them in this sour beer release, for example. But also, you know, if when we're releasing so many products, we could easily bombard people with emails and no one wants to get spammed. So it's very important to us to keep that engagement by not spamming people, making sure that things are segmented down. They're not receiving every single email that we ever send and really kind of nailing it down to what are they actually interested in? What is their way of shopping? You know, there's some people that will place a couple of orders every week, but there's some people that maybe will place a big order every two months. So those kind of different segments of people, we will kind of speak to them slightly differently and offer them different I don't know, promotions, different product groups, different bundles, etc. Some people just like to buy individual cans and maybe buy six or 12 individuals. Some people like they know they like one beer and they will buy 12 or 24 of that one beer. And that's totally fine. So we'll just speak to people in different ways. There's some people who are there for the core range, some people who are there for the new beers. So it's just kind of making sure that they're getting the information that they want, you know, in the same way, I suppose that next would email a meal with kind of what they've selected that they're interested in, in terms of like outdoor clothing or whatever it is. We we try to segment it right down into what kind of beers does this person enjoy? And also then it means when we have a new release, we can say, hey, this person might like this because they like this previous beers. And really, you know, keeping that engagement, people aren't getting bored and the information that they're being sent is relevant to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really helps us. And then obviously with the uh, patrons, subscribers as well we kind of have an idea of the products that they're interested in too so it keeps it all fresh and it means that we're not just bulk sending emails constantly to various people (laughs) you know some people do like to receive all of the uh, notifications and some people really only just want to receive what they're interested in and we try to make that happen cool so northern monk releases six to ten new beers every month um could you talk about your strategy that you use for maintaining interest and excitement for each new product release? Yeah, I think it comes back to, you know, while I say, yeah, we have one product and they're broken down, you know, they're all quite different. They're all different styles or maybe using different hops. And and like I said, we really do understand our customers and what, like, what the data is telling us. And, and we do pay attention to that. So it's really about um, making sure that we're, first of all, using the segmentation to narrow it down to those customers, but also making sure we have quite a clean tone of voice across every channel that we're talking to, you know, if that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email, and the website. So just making sure that the marketing team, the social team, the comms team, we're all working together and launching that at the same kind of time, speaking about the same things and really pulling out what's important about that product. So for example, there could be new customers to Northern Monk that have only started drinking our beers in the last two years, but we could be doing a reimagined beer, which is us 
rebrewing a really popular beer from a couple of years before that so they might never have tried it and really bringing that to life and making sure they know like this is why it was so popular the first time you can get on board with that too and we're bringing it back around Um, and we'll do things like for example sometimes you know we maybe don't have that much of a certain beer and we'll put obviously it goes to the patron store first if that's the case and they get the excitement of getting it first and then we'll open it up to everyone else so it's kind of that rush to everyone get it and building up the hype I suppose is quite important to us you know if we'll maybe do a little uh, sneak peek on Instagram and then kind of tell them keep an eye out at 7 p.m and then we'll launch it on the website so for launches like that we'll make sure that we're building up an excitement that everyone wants to get it and then they'll rush over purchase and then kind of give us their feedback on it and that's a really great part of it you know you are getting constant feedback and seeing how people react and it is quite exciting mm-hmm. I guess when you've got uh, brewers as creative as as you guys do that keeping the excitement high is quite an easy task when they're coming up with new flavors like uh, you know the prawn cro- cocktail and all of that kind of uh, stuff all the time yeah I mean they're constantly coming up with really good ideas so it does make it much easier but yeah it's just kind of making sure as well you know it's it's there's other people in the business all working behind the scenes making sure that everything's running in tandem that we get everything up you know if we're going to do a sneak peek we need to make sure that everything's ready for when when we've just said that it's going to be so that sort of thing's really important but yeah I think it's it's really good way of doing it obviously it doesn't work for everything because we are always also launching new things and for that we try to build up the excitement in another way to say we have this new artist or we have a new hot combination that our brewers have worked on or someone's tried something and we've tried to make our own version or you know just different things but it's just always trying to keep it exciting and why would you want to buy this mm-hmm. yeah definitely and you've also got your core range of course So how do you balance the kind of constant promotion of the new products that are coming out with your core range to avoid them getting lost in the shuffle and and kind of forgotten about? Yeah, I mean, I think that is a good question because that could so easily happen if we don't put enough attention on it. Um, Like I said earlier, there are some people that do really love the core range and that's the only thing that they're really interested in. But um, I suppose it's just bringing the story of that core range to life and making sure people have an eye on it, I suppose. Um, You know, why have we made, why have we decided this beer specifically is in the core range? Well, here's why you should try it. And, you know, our core product, our core hero product, sorry, is... Uh, faith and so obviously a lot of our branding is featured around keep the faith and faith is kind of where it all comes back to so we do try to you know make sure that that's I suppose every so often mentioned on social media and you know we always come back to faith and then we have the likes of heathen and we do tend to do twists on those as well so we'll have we have now got holy faith and we did have holy heathen at the end of last year I believe no sorry at the start of this year it was actually time concept of time is gone so you know we do tend to do twists on those as well and re-bring back the focus to that core range when we can we also have like quite big bundles of our core range so that people that really enjoy that can buy it in bigger bulk so that it's you know fewer orders but it's just um i suppose mentioning it and kind of keeping them alive and understanding you know we have content pages on the website explaining the story behind those beers and just really keeping them at the forefront where possible Mm-hmm, definitely. And when you do release a, a new product, um, as you do very often, what kind of metrics are you looking at in order to, I guess, assess the, the successfulness of a launch? And how does that data then impact future releases? 
Yeah, so we tend to have a look at, first of all, you know, what's the rate of sale post-launch? But also, you know, sometimes we get different quantities of each beer. So that's not always, that's obviously not the only thing we look at. We also look at um, what what was the reaction on social media. Also with beer, it's it's quite good. We have an untapped score so we can look there and see how people are enjoying it. But in terms of the website, you know, quite often our... (laughs) our bounce rate gets a big um, hit to it because we're obviously launching things. And then thankfully, like it's obviously a good thing, it sells out and looking at kind of the activity, you know, have they gone to purchase something else? Um, are they are they literally just really psyched about this specific beer and they're just purchasing that and then checking it out or are they happy to go and search for other things? So then from that, we might look at, well, what product recommendations could we do on the back of this next upcoming beer that might be the same style or potentially has similarities to the previous artist whatever it is you know we tend to try and put things together that we know might work in terms of the beer style or what they've been interested in the past so our data is really quite important to us you know it's obviously what we're basing our entire email strategy on and also in terms of how customers behave because we don't really have a normal e-commerce business in the sense that we have a set of products that we just sell we have constantly evolving products that sell out and then new ones come in so we have to constantly learn from those previous launches and then react to them and that's the only thing we we really have to go on so in terms of that that it's really about the data i suppose and understanding you know how did it perform? What was the rate of sale post post launch? And also, I suppose, what do we have upcoming that's similar to this that we can then kind of bunch together and understand that those customers will likely then be interested in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. And then switching lanes a little bit, Northern Monk obviously has grown a huge amount over the last 10 years from two founders to now a team of over 100 people. What are the important things about the Northern Monk culture that you think has allowed the company to scale successfully in that time? I think, you know, we have quite an open space in terms of people can put their ideas forward. You know, we're always trying to push out and say, if anyone has any ideas of what we could be doing or what you would like to see us doing, we actually have an email address, but we always get reminded to email any ideas. But also in terms of, you know, I think everyone kind of appreciates each other and that we're all having good ideas and we can put them forward. And then like trick or treat didn't come from the board or anything that came from a member of staff who thought this could be a good idea you know and it was and um, mm-hmm. so we're always kind of trying to listen to feedback from staff as well as our customers and just kind of what can we do next what can be exciting but also obviously you know we have so many different teams so potentially one of the brewers just wants to try something is that something we could do same with packaging team or we have two bars as well and we're always trying to you know bring people together to make sure that we're working I suppose as one team and you know we're all working for the same thing aren't we trying to create the best beer experiences and you know some people might have more of an interest in beer than others and just taking those things on board and and, the people that have an interest and maybe have thought of some things could they put things forward but also I think just all working together for again for the same thing and understanding there's different channels, but ultimately we're all working towards the same end goal, which is to try and reach as many people as we can with with our beer, which we just think is great. So, I mean, it can complicate things sometimes, you know, if you look, if you're competing against different departments, for example, sales, for, sales into supermarkets versus sales online. But for us, you know, we try to really work together and see, you know, how can we help each other and how can we make sure that we're not maybe cannibalizing each other? 
um Mm -hmm. and what's the way to go about that so I think it's just basically have it's I suppose it's mutual respect (laughs) that's that's probably what it comes down to awesome well it's definitely uh it's definitely worked out hasn't it okay fantastic and can you discuss any future projects or initiatives that you've got going on at the moment yeah I mean well I'm not going to tell you the detail because that would just be giving it all away but we do actually have um some really exciting things coming up this year obviously I'm not sure about other departments but I know online we do I'm sure they do as well but specifically online we have some really exciting things that we're currently working on hopefully launching kind of May June time Mm -hmm. and then throughout the year we always tend to tend to have a few things that we tend to throw out so yeah keep your eyes out Awesome. Will do. And then finally, looking back at your career, is there any advice that you would give to your younger self or to those starting out in e-commerce or digital marketing? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's always changing. So, you know, I don't think there's a single person in the world who could say that they know everything about e-commerce. It's one of those things that literally evolves every day, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really just pay attention to what's happening, what's happening in the macro environment. It's not, you know, it's not just the website. There's other things maybe impacting around you and just try to learn as much as possible about, you know, I suppose I, for me, I don't have a personal specialty in terms of, you know, I'm not a PPC expert or anything like that, whereas I have more of a broad view and I feel like that really helps to understand you know what's happening overall like how is each channel impacting each other and how can we bring those together so I think you just really need to be paying attention to each thing and not just maybe I think you can get distracted with so much going on by maybe focusing on too many little things at once and just try to look at the bigger picture and understand how things are moving in the macro environment and how you can help make that work for you. Definitely. Awesome. Well, um, Tori, thanks very much for coming on. I think this has been an absolutely fascinating episode, especially for anyone who is, uh, you know, thinking about how they can create more of a community around their brand and and build their retention strategy that way. So I think it's been uh, really fascinating with definitely lots of lots of value that you've given. So thanks very much for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's been really good. Awesome. And uh, finally, a big thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, I'm James Lane. This is D2C Journey, and I'll see you next time.